was always such an honor to be at Freedom Point and to be with Pastor Sean and Angie. But I've come today to tell somebody in this house, you may have been in a battle, you may have been in a struggle, you may have been in a warfare. But I've come to declare today that if you will keep trust in the Lord and if you will keep seeking Him, you're going to see the victory because the battle belongs to the Lord. Victory may not come overnight. A lot of times we're impatient. I know I am. I pray and I expect it the very next minute, but it always don't happen like that. Sometimes we have to tarry and sometimes we have to pray and sometimes we have to seek God like never before. But I've come as a witness and a testimony that as long as you keep on believing, as long as you keep on trusting, you're going to see a victory and God's going to come through on your behalf. So never give up on whatever it is that you're trusting the Lord for because he is faithful and he is just. If you have your Bibles or they'll put it on the screen, I'm going to be reading from Ephesians chapter 3 and only going to read one verse, verse 20. Ephesians chapter 3 and 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Father, I am so thankful for this day that you have blessed us with. And Lord, we are so grateful to you that the victory does belong to you. And we can testify, look what the Lord has done. And Lord, we ask today for the needs that is in this house. God, there is not one need in this house that you cannot take care of because you are able to do what we can't do. You are able to do the impossible and make it possible. And Lord, I ask at this moment that you would just anoint me to speak this word that you have placed in my heart and I will never fail to give you praise. In the name of Jesus, we ask these things. Amen. Just for a few moments this morning, I would like to speak on it's an inside job. I read to you from Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20 out of the King James Version, but I also like to look at other versions and see what they say and how to compare it. And I ran across the New Century Version that said, With God's power working in us, God can do much, much more than anything we can think or ask or imagine. So just for a few moments this morning, and I won't hold you long, I would like to speak on it's an inside job. A lot of times I did a research and a lot of statistics say that crimes take place because somebody knows somebody on the inside. I have witnessed for myself and also I've heard them say somebody has a key to the code and they will give a friend a code and they come inside and they can rob somebody because it's an inside job. 
or they leave a door propped open. They always have some kind of clever way, if they're really wanting to do it, to get on the inside. But see, it's what we let on the inside that can mess us up sometimes. It's what we think. It's how we feel. People, friends, family, social media, it can play on the mind and get on the inside and cause us many issues. We got to be careful who we let on the inside of our mind and the way we think. After all, we react on what we're thinking about. You think about you want to go hunting? Evidently, you're going to go hunting. But on the other hand, if you think it's something that's not so nice or not so good, you're going to react on that because your brain keeps telling you that's the way to do it. But what we really need on the inside is Jesus. We need Jesus on the inside. Not only is it important for us to have him on the inside, but our family needs to know who is on the inside of us. See, you can't come to church on Sunday and come in and want to give a little praise to God and let everybody see you raise your hand that you think is so holy, and then you go home and you fuss and you cuss and you do all kinds of ungodly things because it's not really on the inside. You are a pretender, and God knows whether you've really got it on the inside or if you're just pretending for it to be on the inside. But our family needs to know who Jesus is. Our friends need to know that we've had a little talk with Jesus. Everybody we come in contact with needs to know that we've been in contact with Jesus. It's important that our children know that we've had a relationship with Jesus and our, Jesus on the inside of our home. Our, our homes are messed up. Our society's messed up because Jesus is not really on the inside. It's a bunch of pretending, but when we get Jesus on the inside, our homes will be all right. Our society will do better because it's an inside job. I read a story about a little boy named Willie Wyrick. In 2014, some of you may have saw it on the news. Willie was 10 years old. He lived in Georgia. He was outside playing like kids normally do unless they're stuck in a room on their games. And Willie was outside, and when he was outside, he was in his driveway, and he spotted some money. Well, if we spot money, I don't care how old you are. You're going to want to go pick it up. Willie was 10 years old. He saw money laying in the driveway. He goes and he picks it up, and when he did, somebody grabbed him from behind and threw him in the car and kidnapped him. They asked little Willie, said, did you cry for your mommy? He said, no. They said, did you kick and scream? Willie said, no. They said, what did you do? He said, I did what I only knew to do. He said, I began to sing. They said, well, what did you sing? Little Willie started out, every praise is to our God. Every word of worship with one accord. He sang, God, my Savior, God, my healer, God, my deliverer. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. See, little Willie must have had something 
from his family that got on the inside of little Willie. Because when it gets on the inside, it's going to work on the outside. And little Willie was a singer, and he kept on singing every praise is to our God. And I love the part he was singing about God, my deliverer, because little Willie needed delivered that day. And they said that it went for three solid hours. The man rode around with little Willie, and little Willie just kept on singing. And after three hours, the man stops on side of the road and kicks little Willie out of the car. He didn't take him off somewhere and kill him because my God the deliverer showed up for little Willie. Why? Because something was on the inside. That's why it's important for our children to be exposed to the anointing of God. And that's why it's important to have these classes going on that's teaching the Word of God and getting it on the inside. Little Willie bound to been to church somewhere. He bound to heard the praise team sing every praise. Mama must have went home and sung it, and it got on the inside of Little Willie. And because it was on the inside, God brought victory. That's the kind of God we serve because he says he is a present help in time of trouble. If we got trouble, if we got heartache, if we got pain, if we got circumstances, all we need to do is call on God. He is a help in present time of trouble. He will be right there on the inside and on the outside. If you don't believe that, just read about the three Hebrew boys. Their three Hebrew boys said, we ain't about to bow. See, we got too many bowing nowadays. They want to compromise. They want to bow to anything and everything. But them old three Hebrew boys said, we ain't about to bow. They said, we're going to give you another chance. I don't care how many you give me. I still ain't going to bow. They played the music. They didn't bow. And there they went in the fiery furnace. The thing that should have killed them killed the ones that put them in. See, you can live in such a way you don't have to worry about your enemies because God will take care of them. They were supposed to kill the boys, and it killed them instead. But what got on the inside of those three Hebrew boys also got in the fiery furnace because when the king said, did we not cast three in there? Yeah, old king, but lo, I see four men. And not only that, but they're loose and they're walking around. And the fourth one appears as a son of man because that what bound them actually loosed them in the fire because the fourth man showed up in the fire. What was on the inside came to the outside. Paul and Silas, they was thrown in the inner prison. I ain't talking about cell A right by the door where somebody could have come in and just maybe got them out of there, but they was in a prison, in a prison. And there they was no reason for those two men to be in prison. There was a woman with a demonic spirit, and they had cast the demon out of her. And when they cast the demon out of her, the, the man that was over her was losing money because she was like a fortune teller. So they put Paul and Silas in jail. Now, here they are. They're inside a prison. See, you may feel like you're in a prison today. You may feel like that everything is went against you and you are all caged up and in a prison. But the Bible says at midnight, 
See, I don't know why sometimes we have to walk through a midnight season. I don't know why sometimes it seems like it's the darkest before there's ever a breakthrough. But there are times that we walk in a midnight season, but we still got to remember who's on the inside. And Paul and Silas were sitting there. They had been beaten. They had been stripped. They was, I'm sure they were hurting and in pain. And Paul and Silas, it said at the midnight hour that they began to sing praise. And when they begin to sing praise, here's what I like. It said all the prisoners heard them. They wasn't sitting in there saying, every praise is to our God. Every word of worship. No. Listen, when you need a breakthrough, if somebody's coming after you, what are you going to do? You're going to scream like a wild person. If somebody's about to harm you, you better not be no quiet Mickey Mouse thing. You better start saying, hey, I need some help over here. That gets the attention. They say, God ain't, God ain't hard of hearing. He ain't hard of hearing. But I'll get to it here in just a second. But it also says to shout, uh, shout unto the Lord. That means make a loud noise unto the Lord. Paul and Silas sung until all the prisoners heard them. Every single one of them. And what happened? They was inside the jail, but something was inside of Paul and Silas while they was in jail. And they began to sing, and God, their deliverer, showed up right while they were singing praises because the word says that their chains fell off, their stocks broke, and the prison doors swung open. And all the prisoners could have been set free, but instead of free, you talking about a jailhouse rock, they had a jailhouse rock count meeting right there in the prison, and the guard thought that he was going, they was all going to leave and he was going to kill himself and they said no 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 don't do yourself no harm because we're all here and the jailer got saved that night see what's on the inside can come to the outside so people can see and you can win others to Christ you're not going to win anybody if they can't see Jesus in you if they don't have the real Jesus in you the one that you walk right, you talk right, you live right, you do right. And they begin to sing change. Because see, wherever the king goes, the kingdom goes. But is the king going with you? The kingdom don't go if the king ain't with you. But wherever the king goes, the kingdom goes. Praise takes you from natural to supernatural. That's why we act like what we act like in church. Because it don't become us no more. There's something that gets on the inside of me that causes me to start churning, and then it ain't like it's me no more. It's something supernatural that's took over, and I begin to get emotional, and I begin to give praise, and I begin to give God glory because praise takes you from natural to supernatural. Sometimes if you've got problems and circumstances, maybe you need to sing every praise is to our God. Maybe you need to start worship. Have your own worship. Listen, we don't have to be in church to worship. If you can't worship in your house and in your car, there's something wrong. Some of the best times is when you're all by yourself in your car. And you better have it on, on cruise control because you get in real trouble sometimes because you get to praising and it gets you ain't on cruise control and you look down and you go at 85, 90 miles an hour because that's what it feels like on the inside of you. So you better put it on cruise control and just go ahead and have a good time in the Lord. 
that he has to be on the inside in order for it to work on the outside. Psalms 47 and 1 says, clap your hands, all ye people. That means everybody. You ain't got a broke arm in here. If you ain't paralyzed, clap your hands. Clap your hands, all ye people. All you people. Everybody in this room, clap your hands, all ye people. What are you doing? Oh, you ain't clapping because I'm up here. You're clapping your hands because God's been good to you. You're clapping your hands because something that got on the inside told you everything's going to be all right because he is God. Something got a hold of you that said, I'll never leave, Woo! I'll never forsake you. Then it goes a step farther. Shout. I ain't one of them loud people. I ain't one of them loud people. I don't get emotional. Somebody get me a hammer and bring you up here and let me hit your hand real hard. <laughs> what would you do then? You'd get emotional. I ain't saying you have to act like what I act. But I'm saying when God's been so good to you, you're going to do something. You're going to give him some kind of praise. Well, I, I, I don't do that. Listen, sometimes it may be just tears rolling down your face. Now, see, my husband ain't real emotional, but he loves Jesus as good as anybody. He don't get as crazy as I do. But there's one thing about it. I still know how he lives. I know it's on the inside. And I was in a service one night. And I was sitting in the front row, and we were sitting there, and they were worshiping. And I, I just sort of glanced down my peripheral vision, and I was like, well, where did my husband go? And I looked around, and he was standing up in the seat with his hands up as high as he could get them and tears rolling down his face. Why? Because there was something on the inside of him that began to churn. See, I ain't saying you have to act like everybody else, but when God has been so good to you, it said when God has been so good to you, you're going to do something. It, see, you wasn't there when they said I had four-stage ovarian cancer. You wasn't there when they said you got crippling arthritis. You wasn't there when they said we're 99 points. 9% sure that she's got leukemia. See, I got a whole lot to give God praise for. I've got a whole lot to say I thank you, Jesus, because there ain't nobody ever done for me like you've done for me. I've got a whole lot to praise him for. I got a whole lot to be thankful for. Is it always joyous life? No. Does circumstances come? Yes. Does problems come? Yes. But when he is still on the inside and we trust him, I had been, we, my family had been in a battle for two years. In October, it would have been two years. We held on. We trust God. I was like, God, when's it ever going to get over with? God, when are we ever going to see you move in this? God, we're trusting you with everything in us sometimes it looked worse instead of better but we'd say God I'm still holding on this past Tuesday 
I saw the victory. Woo! I saw the woo! I saw the victory. It says, shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Triumph means when you're excited. Triumph means when you've won the victory. I told them in the early service, I said, now when UK plays, and if you ain't UK, that's all right. When UK plays and it's in overtime, they got three seconds on the clock. And they foul, and they get to go to the foul line. And they hit that three-pointer. And they win the championship. They said you could feel the floor down there at Rupp Arena vibrate because so many was shouting with a voice of triumph over UK. Then we come to the house of God where he has saved us where he has cleansed us, where he has healed us, where he has provided for us, where he has made a way with their semen to be no way. And we come in and we can't give him a shout of triumph. If, if you don't shout with the voice of triumph, you ain't obeying the word. Because it said right here, Shout with a voice of triumph. But he has to get on the inside in order for you to have a shout. The real thing. The real thing. I preach a message titled, Ain't Nothing Like the Real Thing. Because we got too much faith nowadays. You got stuff that says it's butter. I can't believe it's butter because it ain't. You got imitation vanilla? It's an imitation. It ain't the real thing. So in church, a lot of times we get imitation that ain't the real thing. But when it's on the inside, it says that the spirits will connect with each other. You will know if it's the real power of God or if it's not. He has to get on the inside in order for things to work on the outside. Romans 8 and 11 says, but... If the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwell in you. He that raised Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. What is quickening that mortal body? That means it makes it come alive. I know we got probably construction workers in here. It'll make you come alive. Kenny's electrician. I stopped by one time when he was working. I don't know if I was taking him lunch or what, but I stopped by. And he was over and he was working. He had these wires. And he was standing there holding them. And he said, oh, you showed up at a really good time. I said, oh, I did? Yes. He said, I need you to hold these two wires because i got to go way down there on the other end of this building and connect something. And he said, now you hold these wires and I'll be back. Well, I was standing there and I was holding them wires and I was getting bored. And I started looking around and I was like, well, is he ever going to come back? I don't know where he's at. 
And about that time, I touched them two wires together. It quickened my mortal body. It was like all the way through me. And I let out a big yelp. He come a running. He said, surely you didn't touch those two wires together. I was like, duh. I said, you didn't tell me not to touch them together. What did it do? You better believe it made me come alive. I said, this is the last time I ever going to hold any wires for you again. You get you somebody else to hold these wires. I mean, it ran all through me. But see, when the Spirit's on the inside, it's like touching two electrical wires together and something surges from the top of your head down to the soles of your feet and it quickens your mortal body. How does it do that? How does it make you come alive? Some dance, some cry, some twirl, some clap, some run, and some just raise hands. And some shakes their head like that. How you, why you do that? I don't know because it's on the inside and I feel like I'm going to explode and I don't know what else to do. It's that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead that is inside of us if we are a child of God. It's on the inside what makes dry bones live and come alive again. See, sometimes life takes its toll on us. You go through heartache. You go through pain. You go through loss. You go through circumstances. And it's like it just dries us out. But that spirit on the inside will make dry bones live again and come alive. Because it's that same spirit. Now you need to get that. That same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Oh, we think about the spirit of God coming down and Jesus just getting up and being real. Yeah, that, that's good. That's good. Thank God it happened. We'd be in trouble if it didn't. But if you're a child of God, guess what? You got the same spirit. So powerful that it raised Jesus from the dead. Therefore, that tells me I can walk in authority. I can walk in authority. Trouble in my home, I can have authority. I command you in the name of Jesus. That's why when we pray for people, that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead operates on the inside of us, but there's a transformation and an impartation that comes to the outside, and that's why we lay hands on people and anoint them with oil and declare in the name of Jesus that they are healed because it's the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. That much power. But if you don't really have him on the inside, then you can't operate in that power. But if we want revival, if we want healings, if we want a powerful move of God, we've got to have it on the inside. We must know him. We must know him in order to worship him. Because if we don't really know him, we can't worship him. As they come to the music, I've done good. It's 1203. <laughs> to
to know him. If you know him, you want to worship him. That's when you know if you really got him. Because you will want to worship him if you really know him. And he's on the inside. But when we have him on the inside, we don't have to say a word to nobody around us. We don't have to plaster. And I, and I ain't got nothing in religious t-shirts. I got some of them myself. But you really don't have to advertise. You don't have to carry a big banner or a big Bible everywhere you go. Sometimes people think you're stupid. We got enough. My dad used the best word in the world. My dad was up preaching one time. And he said, he was talking about something. I can't remember what he was talking about, but. He said, he meant to say, that's plump stupid. He said, that's plump stupidism. <laughs> then he said, oops, he said, that's not a word, is it? But it is now. So we have used that over and over. I even had me a shirt made. Ain't nobody got time for stupidism. You know what stupidism is? People fooling their own self. Thinking that Jesus is on the inside. But they continue in their hidden sins. And they go home and they close the doors. And they think that nobody is watching. That nobody's seeing anything they're doing. But as my mommy always told me about made me afraid to go out of the house. There's an all-seeing eye that's watching you. And there is an all-seeing eye that's watching you. But you got to have him on the inside, the real him. Because it's when it's on the inside, you're going to know it. And people around you are going to know it. And you ain't going to have to parade. You ain't going to have to put you on a banner. All you got to do is walk in somebody's presence. And when you walk in somebody's presence, they're going to sense there's something different about you. And that's what we need people to see in the day and the hour that we're living in, that there is a real Jesus. And that the real Jesus can live on the inside of us. And we don't do the things of the world. And we don't do secret behind doors sinning. But we come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And when we walk in others' presence... They want some of what we got. I've heard people say, oh, if so-and-so says they're a Christian, I don't even have to pray because I know I'll make it. I'm as good as they are. But the Bible says we must be born again, washed in the blood of the Lamb. In other words, he has to be on the inside if you want to get anywhere. Some of you may have been through some circumstances. Some of you may have been through some heartaches. Some of you may be in a battle and you was like me. God, when's this thing going to get over with? And it's caused some dry bones. It's caused some dry wells. You just don't feel as excited about serving Jesus as you once did. Or maybe you're in here and you have never served the Lord. Or you've gone, you've, you've tried him and you said, well, I tried it, but it didn't work. I say try it again. Try it again. Get him on the inside and get him on the inside fully. Some of you may be struggling in here today because life is life. 
But I still go with what I said at the beginning. I'm declaring if you'll hold on and you've got that on the inside, I'm going to see my victory. I'm going to see my victory because the battle belongs to the Lord. As they get ready to sing this morning and you stand to your feet, if you need just a refreshing. See, there's nothing wrong with a refreshing. I said this morning in the early service, I said, if you don't get up and you don't get refreshed and you don't get cleaned up, you're going to start stinking. Nobody ain't going to sit next to you because you stink. Same thing spiritually. You can get so dry that spiritually you stink. But just to come in the presence of the Lord like we are here today and just to lift up holy hands and say, Lord, I just need a refreshing. I just need a, or, or Lord, I, I need you to reassure me. Lord, I've wandered away from you and I want that inside. I want that back on the inside of me. I want to feel the joy and I want to feel the peace that passes all understanding. As you come, I'm not saying you're doing anything wrong. I'm not saying you've sinned. I'm not saying anything like that. But I'm saying today there wouldn't be a thing wrong if we all in here would just come and say, Lord, I just want to refresh you. I just want a refreshing of your power. I just want that on the inside of me to bubble up until it comes to the outside so my family and my friends and my co-workers can see that I've got a relationship with Jesus. As they begin to sing, make your way to this front. Just say, Lord, I need you today. I need a refreshing. You got problems, circumstances? Bring it to the one that said that he is able he is able, he's able to do it if we just.